Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. I just want to share briefly for about 10 or so minutes uh, a very simple message about Christmas, about Jesus, about why we're even here today, why we do this thing week in, week out, what Christmas is all about, because it's so easy in the busyness of life to, uh, to get just in a routine, get in a rut, and we're working, we're studying, we're building family, we're doing our lives, and we're, um, we're doing everything we possibly can to stay, keep our heads above water. But it's at great times like this where we can really genuinely remember what the gospel is all about. A lot of Australia doesn't actually know what the gospel is. Australia has become a society that is no longer priding itself necessarily on being a Christian nation, although we still call it a Christian nation. It's the predominant religion in this country. Praise God for that. But it's one of those things that as time goes by, more and more secular society um, erodes some of our Christian beliefs. And so at Chris... Wow, that was amazing. I have these special powers, you see, just to have extra effect. We can just do some things from time to time. But anyway, you'll, you'll see on TV there'll be some carols, carols nights sung and there'll be various events. And, uh, and it's the one time of the year in Australia. By the way, don't you love Zeph's shiny beard? I was looking at that. I was studying that before, just thinking, wow, that's taken some time and some care and dedication to put lights inside his beard. Amazing what you can do with beards these days, isn't it? It's, it's incredible. You've got to have a beard at some stage of your life, apparently, for the men. I know, I know even that is questionable these days. But in, in today's society, at Christmas time in Australia, we will see at carols, we'll see on TV, we'll hear on the radio, we will hear the one time of year where people can come out of the box and mention the name of Jesus. They can... They can all of a sudden, they can sing a Christmas carol, which is actually a worship song to our Saviour, and it's okay to do so. Every other time in society and over across the year, it's taboo. But our nation, for some reason, accepts it at this time because it's the spirit of Christmas. And, you know, we hear that quote a lot, the spirit of Christmas. We don't even know what we're saying, but, uh, but the spirit of Christmas. Well, today I want to share with you a little bit about this man, Jesus Christ. He's the one we worship. He's the one that all of these churches across Australia and across the world worship. And we all do it in different ways, different styles, different lights and songs. And none of that really matters. It's all about one man, Jesus Christ. And interestingly enough, I've often asked this question and, or people ask me, what is so special about this man? What's so special about Jesus Christ? And in the Bible in John chapter 14, 6, this is what Jesus said about himself. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father, that is God the Father, 
but through me. This is Jesus Christ. 2,000 years ago, when he walked the earth, he said these very words about himself. Now, can you imagine today if there was a person here who said these words about themselves, who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God but through me. We would look at them and we would think, you are the craziest person I've ever met. You have a serious illness. You need to go and see a GP immediately. We would be thinking that, wouldn't we? Because who claims this sort of stuff? Who can claim to have access to God? Who can claim to be the gatekeeper of heaven? Who can claim to be the answer to humanity's problems? Either, I want to give you a quote from C.S. Lewis. You've probably heard it many times. And he, he says this in response to a lot of people around him, very learned, educated people were saying, well, Jesus was just a really good teacher. And this is what C.S. Lewis wrote in response to that. He said, that is the one thing we cannot say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things that Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level with a man who says he is a poached egg or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make a choice. See, it's interesting when we really read the words of Jesus and we even look at, sing some of the carols, which we'll, we'll sing at the end. And over Christmas time, you might have other opportunities to sing carols and you'll sing words about Jesus, our Savior, and, and the baby born who is our Redeemer. And he is the one who's come to take away our sin. When we sing this stuff and when we read the word of God and it makes these claims, we have a choice as humans. Do we either accept his word or reject it? There's only two ways. You can't really take Jesus just as a good man. Other religions will include Jesus in their faith. And they will put Jesus somewhere in the historical timeline and say, well, he was a good prophet or he was a good man or he did some good things, but he wasn't the savior. Well, then you must eradicate everything Jesus said. He must have been an idiot then. He must have been a lunatic because he said, he is the only way to the Father. No one comes to God but through him. So then you must say, well, Jesus, I either accept that or I reject it. So you're either a lunatic or you really are the way, the truth and the life. And in today's society, we have sometimes forgotten that Jesus Christ was not just a good man. If he was just a good man, we wouldn't be here today worshipping him. There's been a whole lot of good men and women in history, history, hasn't there? There's been thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people who have laid down their lives in battle for our nation's freedom in the two world wars and other, world, other wars that have been fought and soldiers fighting right now as well. And we honour them and we love what they do and they deserve incredible rewards for that. But we don't worship them. They're good people, but we don't worship them. There's been other people throughout history who have done incredible charitable works, amazing things. They've poured out their lives for the poor and they've done things in Africa and India and Asia and all over the world, helping thousands upon thousands. And we've got people like Mother Teresa who did that for thousands of orphans in India and amazing people, but we don't worship them. They were good people, but we don't worship them. There's a difference between when someone was a, is a good person and a good teacher and whether they really are Lord and Saviour of humanity. 
when you look at the five main religions in the West, Christianity is the largest, Islam, and then we have Buddhism, Hinduism, and the New Age. Interesting, New Age is actually one of the top five religions. New Age stems itself from worship of this, this age. It, it can stem from witchcraft. It can stem into um, uh, earth worship and all sorts of other worship. So it's kind of a, a mixed bag of nuts, if you like, like all of us. But at the end of the day, these are, these are the five main religions in uh, Western society, uh, in fact, in the world. And when you look at all of these religions, there's a lot of similarities. You can, you can run your eye over the different beliefs and you'll see a lot of similarities. And if you talk to people from these religions, you'll notice, you know, there's some common threads. Uh, but there's one dividing line in all of these religions. It's when you say Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. Jesus Christ is the only way to connect with God the Father. Jesus Christ. And there's something about Jesus that cuts through like no other prophet, no other person that we can worship. Or if it's, you know, Hinduism, it might be one of the, I think it's 333 million gods or something like that. I don't know how you remember them, but, but there's lots and lots and lots of gods. And, and so there's so many different expressions but Jesus Christ still claimed to be the only way. So we have a choice as humans to simply reject him or accept him. There's no other way. And we can't really just take some of what he said because some of what he said is embedded in the truth of everything he said. And so today, maybe this is the first time you've ever heard someone ramble on like this with no socks on, looking so good on a Sunday morning. But I do have socks on, by the way, and you can see them. But, uh, but it's one of these messages that every single human being needs to hear at least once in their life. We all need to hear the gospel, which is really the good news of Jesus Christ. I want to just read a couple of other things that Jesus said just to embed really strongly that either he was a lunatic or he was our saviour. In John 10, 30, he simply said, The Father and I are one. God the Father. Most religions believe in a God or a goddess. But the difference with Jesus, Jesus is he said, God the Father in heaven and I are one person. They're the same person. If we believe in God, we have access through Jesus Christ. And the only way we can truly believe in God is through this man, Jesus. So we have to ask the question of ourselves, what do we do with this man? What do we do with Jesus? What do we do with his claims? Was he a lunatic or is he the real deal? If he's the real deal, I want to encourage you, give your life to him. Because he wants to satisfy those desires in our humanity of everlasting life. Most religions believe in some form of everlasting life. Even atheists believe in some form of closure, even if it's closed the lid. And that's it. It's still closure, isn't it? Reincarnation, a better life maybe is a something or other. I mean, you know, I don't know how that's a good thing. But, you know, unless you're an Australian shepherd dog, I think they're very blessed dogs. You know, we're slightly biased. But just poke the person next to you and just laugh at them for a second. Didn't that feel better to do that? Now just turn to them and make a dog panting face. 
Only a couple of people did it. Only a couple of people were brave enough. Good on you, you brave ones. The afterlife. The afterlife. Every, every superhero movie, which there's a million of them being produced every year, is, is aiming toward a superhero coming to save the human race. All of those superhero movies are ultimately based on one man, Jesus Christ. They don't know it, but they're prophetically speaking of the human's desire to be saved. The humanity's heart cry, I need a saviour. And all of those movies, next time you watch one, you can, you can watch it and, and in, in all of them you'll, you'll see a depiction of Jesus Christ. You'll see a depiction of a saviour coming to save humanity. Because ultimately there's something in us that knows the world is going to end at some stage. We can't keep going on like this, whatever our beliefs, whether it be population, whether it be we run out of food, whether, it were, I don't know, mobile phones just blow up all at once or something crazy. Too much Netflix, too much pizza, McDonald's, something. There'll be something. But we believe Jesus Christ is our Superman. He is coming to save us. And if we believe in him, we have access to the Father and to everlasting life. John 3.16 says it so simply. For God so loved you and me that he gave us his only son, Jesus Christ, that whoever gives their life to Jesus and believes in him will have everlasting life. It's the best message anyone's ever going to speak about at this time. It's not just the birth of, a, of a, a baby in a manger and the animals and all those sweet things and the carols and even the family get together. All of that can fall short of the fact that Jesus Christ wants a personal relationship with you. He wants to get to know you. The one difference about Jesus from all the other religions I've just listed and any others I can find as well um, is that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. None of the others loved you. They're dead anyway. He also lives now. He rose again from the dead. None of the others did that. He's alive and well. His power and his presence and his word and billions of people across the face of the earth all testify to the fact that Jesus Christ is alive and he is well. He's speaking today. He's moving today. And he's coming again for us, his believers. It's the great message. It's actually the gospel in a nutshell, isn't it? And that's why we're here. So there's, there's really just two things we can do. We can either just cast aside Jesus and forget about him as a deceiver, because ultimately he would have been a deceiver if he claimed those things and wasn't actually those things. There's been many people throughout history who have claimed to be the Messiah. Many people who have claimed to be Jesus Christ reincarnated. You've probably seen some of those cults out in the outback or, I don't know, in Texas or wherever they come from. They, they gather and they worship some guy who's got a big beard and he just looks strange. I don't even know why people would follow them anyway. But they do and people are deceived because they make claims, but they cannot substantiate their claims with reality. But Jesus does. And just about everyone in this room could testify to the fact that Jesus Christ has saved them, has saved their life, that speaks to them, maybe has healed their bodies of sickness, has brought life, hope, destiny and truth to our very being. And it doesn't matter what else is going on in our lives, we can always fall back on the truth that Jesus is real. 
Even if all the other stuff is chaos, Jesus is real. And he's the one, it's the one defining thing about Christianity is we believe in a Savior who's alive. He's not dead. We believe in a Savior who loves us. We also believe in a Savior who's done it all for us. That's the distinctives of Christianity. Three distinctives of Christianity. You won't find it in any other religion. You don't need to whip yourself. You don't need to go and do, 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 do to make yourself a better person. You don't have to follow a whole set, a whole agenda of ways of doing things so that you become a better person. He died so that you can become a better person. And so in those three things, we can look to this man, Jesus, and say, wow, that is different than the other religions because he's done everything. I don't need to do anything for him. He has done it all for me on the cross. He came as a baby and then he died on the cross to take away the sins of the world. So if I believe in him, I won't die or have everlasting life. There is no better present that we will have at this time of year or any time of year than to help someone discover the reality and the truth of Jesus Christ. I want everyone to stand today. And just close your eyes. I want to pray. I want the worship team just to come up. I'm going to pray a really simple prayer, and I want everyone to pray it after me. There'll be some people here who maybe have never been in a situation like this, maybe have never prayed a a prayer like this. This is an opportunity for you to invite Jesus into your heart. It's very simple. You don't need to necessarily be embarrassed. You don't need to do anything. It's as simple as opening your heart and you don't even have to say a set prayer, but we're going to say one just so that it helps you make an invitation to Jesus to come into your life. It's very simple. It doesn't cost anything. You don't have to start looking a certain way, talking a certain way. You just start building a relationship with the one true Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. And He loves you. And He wants to get to know you. And He wants to bless you with so much understanding of the kingdom of heaven. And it's one of the great things. It's the greatest thing you'll ever do in your life. So I'm going to pray. And uh, I just want everyone to pray after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for your truth and your life. Today, I believe in you. Thank you for washing all my sins away. I see that you are now the truth. And I ask that you would come into my life. Wash me clean. Make me a new person. I give my life to you. I want to have a relationship with you. And I want everlasting life with you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you did that today, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or maybe you've prayed it before, and today you just really, really, really needed to seal that in your heart, then I want to encourage you to seek out someone with the Harvest Welcome t-shirts on or myself or Karen or Ryan down the front. We would love to give you some information. Or if you came with someone, let them know, I prayed that prayer to invite Jesus into my life because we want to help you. We want to encourage you. And we want to help you on your journey with Jesus because it's just begun. And I believe some of you did pray that prayer today. I'd love to shake your hand. I'd love to say hello. Um, We're going to sing a couple of carols now, and then we're going to have our time together.
together. And please don't leave today without letting someone else know, whether it's a friend who bought you or a family member or someone who's close or one of us pastors. We would love to connect with you and help you on your journey because it's a great day for you. And so let's sing a couple of carols together now.